Argus Media. This is Driving Discussions, a podcast series focusing on the forces that affect road fuels globally. Greetings and salutations once again. I'm Jason Metko, spot ticker reporter here at Argus. And on this episode, we're chatting once again with Deputy Editor of America's Biofuels here at Argus, Thomas Dwyer. Today, we're focusing on emerging supply chain issues within the rail and waterborne sectors and having a brief catch up on the latest with RINs and RVO. Tom, good to have you on the presentation again. It's been a while. A lot to catch up on. First, let's discuss this rail labor situation, which was in the news, I think, a month, month and a half ago. It looked like it was resolved. At least that's what we were all led to believe. And now it seems a little more dicey. Can you give us some insight on that and particularly how it affects your market? Howdy, Jason. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Yeah, of course, I can speak to that a little bit. So... Right, roughly a month, month and a half ago, uh, is is pretty touch and go. If you had anything that moved on railroads, uh, liquid fuels, fertilizers, you name it, um, because these rail labor unions were negotiating with their carriers for, you know, um, better conditions and compensation for their employees, and uh, they were on the verge of striking, and it got to the point at least with ethanol, where there were some railroads that were preemptively halting the shipment of hazardous cargo, such as, you know, fuels and ethanol, because they were worried that a strike was going to hit, and they didn't want that to just be kind of like left on on the railroads willy-nilly without anyone to watch it or move it. But a tentative agreement was struck, and it kind of feels like we're out of the woods now, or at least it did at first. But the the truth is that these unions still need to go around and ratify the proposed bargain uh, that their negotiators agreed on with these rail carriers. And I understand that one hasn't. They took it up for a vote and said no, right? Right. So earlier last week, a labor union did strike down the agreement. That makes them the second union to do so. Um, so far, four other unions have ratified the agreement, but it's not really the speediest process. Uh, There's at least one other union that said they will not begin to count votes from their members on whether or not this proposal is to be ratified until 17 November. So that is, you know, the earliest that we might have a solid idea of how this agreement looks in the eyes of the union members who are voting on it. In your market specifically, what are you hearing from your contacts out there? Are they more concerned than anything when it comes to the 17th of November, or is it sort of a wait-and-see at this point? I think it's definitely a wait-and-see approach, but if they're going to act like how they did when there was a rail strike impending about you know a month and a half ago, uh, we might see a little bit of uh, some... We might see a few guys get antsy and do some panic buying, and uh, that might we might see some increased demand uh, lifting up values there, but... You know, it's uh, definitely, I think, more of a wait-and-see approach for the time being. He is Deputy Editor of America's Biofuels here at Argus. The great Thomas Dwyer joins us here today on Driving Discussions. So we've got rail that we're dealing with. Right. We've also got something that I guess also snuck up on many of us, and that's low water levels, particularly in the Big Muddy, they call it, the Mississippi I guess most people are just shocked that this has happened because it was not reported for so long, and now they're at, I believe, 30-year lows. 
that's really affected things like barge traffic. Can you speak on how that's playing in your market, sir? That's correct. So water levels along the Mississippi have gotten fairly low recently to the point where uh, at least one barge has bottomed out transiting the river. So it's forcing a lot of barges to carry reduced loads so that they can float better along the river and not have to you know, run into those issues. But then you're seeing higher freight rates because they can carry less and they still want to get their money's worth out of it. So we're seeing low river levels uh, primarily along the Mississippi, but also along the Ohio River. And it's mostly affecting dry it's mostly affecting dry goods, although in the ethanol market, I have seen the spread from uh, Chicago ethanol to U.S. Gulf Coast ethanol um, actually widen out a little bit with the Gulf Coast taking on a higher premium because of the increased costs associated with getting it down there. It want to be a talk here on Driving Discussions with Tom Dwyer if we did not talk about RINs and RVO. Understand RVO is coming out next month, right, Tom? Allegedly. Oh, so okay. The EPA has been has reached a settlement with uh, with some courts and a, a stakeholder group called Growth Energy to propose the renewable volume obligation by November. And you know, I, I say allegedly because the EPA is not always the best at adhering to timetables when it comes to the renewable fuel standard and RVOs and things like that. So, what's the history been like that? A month off, a couple weeks off? Uh, a few years, a few years off. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, not that it's their fault. These these targets are tied to fuel demand projections. And when you have a pandemic that totally rocks the global economy, it's kind of hard to figure out. It's kind of hard to... It's very difficult to project how fuel demand looks when you're dealing with that. So, you know, things are a little bit more stable now. We're not reeling from a pandemic anymore, but I'll see it when it happens. 2023 is also interesting in terms of RVO because it'll be the first year that there's no, um, it'll be the first year that there's no government mandated statutes for the EPA to sort of look to as a structure. The EPA will actually be determining these volumes uh, in-house, if you will. 2023 going to be here before we know it. Yeah, it's getting here alarmingly quickly. Thank you, Tom. We appreciate the time. Thank you, sir. Once again, a great many thanks to Tom for joining us. And with that, we've concluded yet another edition of Driving Discussions, a production of Argus Media. Please be sure to check out the previous episodes in this series. And for more information on Argus's global refined products coverage, visit argusmedia.com forward slash oil dash products. 